Welcome to the Average AF Podcast with your hosts, Adam McElroy and Stephen Hardy. Hey guys, welcome to the Average AF Podcast. Uh, this is episode 6. Um, obviously, I'm here with Steve as always. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Number 6, man. It's crazy. So the goal was eight, right? Yep. Eight. At least I think we're gonna go. Uh, I think it uh, pretty it's, far. Yeah, and it's easy. Yeah. It's not. Uh, it's definitely getting easier. For so sure. when you said that, though, I kind of want to talk about a little bit later about why it people seem to stop at eight because I feel like it's an easy thing outside of you know mm-hmm. just it being a specific podcast. Well, let's get so. to that here in a minute. Um, I do have a couple of announcements that I want to make. By the time this comes out, we are going to have two winners to um, our giveaway on Facebook. Um, We're giving out a t-shirt and a drawstring bag. You can have either one. If you win, you just got to let us know. Um, We did get an updated logo as well, kind of the photo opposite, you know, with the white lettering on the the black background. So um, we can do a lot more with different colors and things like that. By now, I have also received quite a few of uh, stickers that you guys saw on Instagram and Facebook. Um, those are actually free to anybody who wants one, um, or a couple even. We, we're going to have plenty. Um, and I'm not opposed to mailing them out either. I've had a couple friends out of state or even just in general far away that I'm not going to drive all the way over there to give <laughs> a sticker. <laughs> yeah. If if you're comfortable with it, send me your address or whatever. Uh, we'll get you a couple stickers. And then uh, I did today also order a couple new microphones. So we're going to be upgrading our sound quality. Uh, we're new to this, so, you know, little trials and errors. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm excited for those to come, and they'll be here before uh, the next episode. Um, but what were you saying about people stopping at eight episodes? Uh, I feel like we could go. You, I mean, let's say we hit our hundredth episode one day. Mm-hmm. You, I don't think it would be that difficult to get there. Uh, I'm trying to figure out exactly what people, or maybe anybody who has done podcasting that listens to our podcast, give us some thoughts for why you might have quit. I know a lot of people say things like they just have other obligations, and right. it's just hard to. Yeah, I mean, I think me and you struggle somewhat, like coming up, not necessarily with what to say but what we're exactly we're going to talk about right and you know what will be of interest to you know the people that may be listening and to each other as well because like i like you said um at the end of the day we're just trying to get to know other people and have other people get to know us so right yeah we we try to uh end every episode with you guys at least knowing a little more about us on a personal level or just kind of a fun level however you want to look at it but yeah i think people quit because one, they're not getting the kind of response that they want quickly. People look for that quick payoff now. Yes, um, yes. And I will say, I mean, we've been obviously grateful of everybody who listens, but when you get like 40 plays on an episode, yeah. it, that's actually really good I mean, for starting out. Considering honestly, the amount of podcasts you yeah. can possibly listen to. We have almost 400 total plays already on five Five episodes. In a little over a month. Right. right? So I'm really proud of that, but the number 40 doesn't compare to like Joe Rogan's 10 million or whatever. (laughs) 
So it's somewhat discouraging, but I know that it's a long process and we'll get there. Um, but obviously grateful to everybody who listens. But between that and the time and, I mean, me and you kind of, I would have to say we're interesting people. Okay. I mean, we've we've had definitely interesting lives. Okay. Even the last, what, five, six years that we've known each other Ooh, has been yeah. pretty, pretty chaotic, pretty fun. Definitely a lot of stuff that I never thought would happen. Right, right. So... Um, but yeah, we're pretty interesting people and honestly, not many people are very interesting <laughs> or, or maybe, maybe they just don't know how to express it. How about that? Yeah. That's probably uh, a, maybe a little better way. I, I like that. And I think, um, the one man podcast versus the, you know, two person, hard. three person. Yeah. Imagine doing this all by yourself, you know, with right. no entire help, you know, that would really, right. You have to spend a lot of time planning and then, uh, then to try to go execute it could be a whole nother, uh obstacle in itself so well actually i noticed this on poplar now that you say that i always noticed if there was two people in the house or whatever in the living room uh-huh we might talk a little bit bullshit a little bit but there's a lot of silence we're on our phones we're talking right um you know we're texting people we're watching tv whatever it's a lot of silence when you add a third person it's conversation yeah. all night long no matter what and That's it's it point, was always yeah. interesting to me i noticed that on poplar that if you add the third person, everything just gets so much easier and so much more relaxed. Right. So right. I've actually kind of used that in certain situations where I was like, okay, well, maybe it's kind of awkward to talk to this person or whatever. I don't know him all that well. Right. So let me let me bring Jerry with me. Right. 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 And Jerry never shuts up. But, <laughs> you know, like just bring a third person with me. So it's something I noticed actually from us living together. All right. Kind of crazy. But today's episode is going to be pretty fun. Uh, a couple fun things, a couple pretty serious topics. Uh, the first thing we're going to start out with is actually two truths and a lie. Um, I know a lot of people that kind of hate this game, but we've had new people at work recently, and we're trying to think of like icebreaker questions and stuff. I said, fuck it, let's play two truths and a lie. Just because it's fun. I think it's really fun. Yeah. Um, you learn a lot about people. Usually there might be a good story with it or something like that. But we got some some uh, you know some truths and some lies for you guys just to to kick things off on a fun note. Then we're gonna get into our favorite or yeah probably our favorite action stars from our childhood or, or grown into adulthood. Uh, just talk about them, maybe compare them. Tell Steve that mine would beat his up. I don't oh, know. Oh, oh bullshit, motherfucker. <laughs> um, then we're gonna get into actually a. Uh, a little more serious of a topic as far as religion. Steve and I kind of got into this podcast because I really enjoy the conversations we have on more of a deep level. Uh, they're usually pretty intellectual and pretty thought-provoking and stuff. So I kind of want to get a respectful and honest opinion on religion from him and kind of see where we're at with it. Um, we're not going to be bashing anybody or anything like that, but we're just going to Kind of discuss how we feel and, you know, how we grew up with it and stuff like that. Uh, Steve wants to talk about procrastination a little bit. Uh, I know I struggle with that. Sounds oh, like yeah. you might as well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then uh, a couple fan questions at the end here. So today's episode is going to be really fun, but let's go ahead and kick it off. Uh, two truths and a lie. So how many did you end up having? Four? I, have, I have four. Four rounds, if you want okay, to call yeah, them that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, 
Who do you want to start? We'll start with me. That's okay. fine. All right, me. all right, go ahead. So, all right, here's the... F- oh, you want to go back and forth, or do you want to so, do all of mine, or you... No, you we'll go yours? back and forth, yeah. Okay, yeah, all yeah. right, and I'll start. All right, so round one. First, I never spent a day in high school. Not one day in high school. You never what? Spent one day in high school. Okay. I played varsity in middle school, varsity football in middle okay. school, and I've never been on a plane. So I think the lie is the varsity because you said on a previous episode you haven't done any organized sports. Am I right? You're right. But then what do you mean about you never spent a day in high school? Not one. Not Were you one. homeschooled? No, I got my GED. Oh, so okay. long story short. I didn't know that. I, I, I didn't know if you did or huh. not. That's a good one. I, uh, I got in some trouble as a youth. And then when it was all said and done, they were like, you have zero high school credits and you're 16 years old. <laughs> so at this route, you could go to high school. You're going until you're 20. Yeah. Oh. I would graduate as a grown ass man no. out there. And, or you say, you can just take this route and get your GED. So I was like, yeah, I think I'm going to do that. Wow. But yeah, uh, a lot of people tell me that, you know, there's valuable experiences you learn in high school. I definitely feel that way looking back on some of the lessons that I learned. I think I maybe would have learned earlier in life had I had that experience with and being social and all that mm-hmm. and, you know, figuring out who I was. But yeah, wow. um, largely I hear people be like, oh, high school was awful. High school was. I loved it, man. You were one of the few. I'm telling I know. you. Most but it people, was, you got to realize it was me and Jerry. All four years. Yes. We've been best friends since like sixth grade. That's dude. a documentary for your ass. Yeah. It, me and Jerry, like, we're always having fun no matter what. Then you got lucky. Yeah. Because um, a lot of people speak of negative things, largely, you know, the overall experience. I heard a lot of people tell me that their senior year was awesome. But freshman and, you know, yeah. that second year. No, I loved it, man. Not so, not so much. Because so. we were both, uh, I mean, neither of us were super popular. Uh-huh. He's probably a little more popular just because he's more outgoing than I am. Uh-huh. But we were both in band, you know, knew a lot of people through that. We were kind of the funny kids, so got along with everybody. But yeah, I mean, high school was just fun for me. All right, man. Anyway, uh, so mine, uh, I've done over 150 mile an hour on a motorcycle. Wow. My favorite vacation spot is Florida. And my favorite animal is a gorilla. Oh, man. Yeah, I, I think I got some good ones. <laughs> yeah. The lie I'm going to have to say is I'm going to have to go with the motorcycle. Uh, wrong. You've done 150 I've on done the motorcycle. I've done 163 oh my on my God. old Ninja. I am, wow. Yeah. I am terrified of even getting on a motorbike, let alone. I think the fastest in a car I've ever even been was 110. Well, the the thing that kind of encouraged me to slow down was, so this was a, a crotch rocket, right? So you're mm-hmm. leaning over, kind of forward, more aerodynamic, right? Right. And I started to look up, and the air started to take my helmet like and lift it kind of off my head. Oh, like, it was wow. strapped on, obviously, yeah. but it started to lift it off, and I was like, okay. 
Maybe I should probably slow down yeah, a little bit. That's crazy. Yeah, but I hit I hit one sixty and a couple extra up there. So wow, I say one sixty three. Yeah. Holy shit. Yep. Um, but the lie was uh my favorite vacation spot's Florida. Okay. I fucking hate Florida. What? I cannot stand it. <laughs> well my I have grandparents there and Okay. You kinda know my family a little bit and we're I was just raised to work, man. That's what I was raised to do. Uh-huh. And when we go to Florida to see my grandparents, I mean, obviously it's really cool, but we work. Right. I I mowed their yard, which doesn't seem like much, but it's 105 degrees. Hell yeah. Clean their pool. We fixed their garage door one year. Like, clean everything, move stuff, whatever. And it's just what we do as a family. That's just part of it. Mm-hmm. But I go to Florida and I work. And it's very rarely a vacation. Right. So I just. Yeah, it, that would definitely. Dance that in the, the heat, it just always yes. turned me off. I'm I sure. I hate Florida. <laughs> the most hated state, actually. Oh, man. Yep. All right. Round two? Yep. So I was in a car accident at age seven. I shot free throws on the actual Cleveland Cavaliers court. And that I hate gospel music. Oh, okay. I feel like you were raised on gospel music. Okay. Yeah, don't answer that. Um, <laughs> I would say... What was the first one? About seven I got in old? a car accident at age seven. I'd have to say the free throws are the lie. On the no. camera. Really? No, I actually shot free throws. I went to a Cavs game in 07. And um, at halftime. So you were, what, like 18, 19 at the time? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, At halftime, uh, the lady comes onto the court and she's like, hey, anybody who wants a free throw shot after the game, they'll, they will have ushers that'll usher you down and form a line and then you can shoot a free throw on the court. Whoa. That's kind of legendary, dude. dude. Dude, Did you make it? Yeah, I swished it. Ah, I put it yeah. on both of my sons. I swished it. Nice. I, and when you get Clutch. down there. Yeah, when you get down there, I wish somebody had recorded it. I didn't have a camera. I, obviously, yeah. I was shooting the free throw. I couldn't record it myself. But um, when you get down there, you expect this sort of amazing feel and look, you know. And mm-hmm. no, I mean it was actually yeah, it was it was dust on the court, and yeah. you see nicks and scratches and cuts all in the paint. And you get to the free throw line, and you look at the basket, and it's just a, looks like your average normal fifteen foot shot, ten huh. foot in the air. The wow. rims don't look all that special on TV. It looks like a, a, a different experience just right. to be on the court and play on that court that LeBron James plays on, right? And dunks on, like right. it, it. It that's looks, crazy. Yeah, I didn't know that. That's yeah, awesome. man. That's but awesome. the uh, the accident thing—that's a half truth because <laughs> I, I I came close. There was a um a situation <laughs> where which I'm, I'm going to tell you is because it's crazy. We were outside playing, me and, you know, my, my whole family was outside that night. And, uh, we, our house faced a, like, one, a main road. And there's a car. I'm skipping across, like, our yard. And there's a car. We live in a, a brick building. So, let me okay. set the scenario for you. And then there's a car coming up the street. And I, when I seen the car, something in my head just told me that car, watch out for it. And I shit you not, within three seconds, that car veered off the road, 
and came like and came towards me and then veered off and smashed straight into the fucking uh brick building that I was skipping next to. Thankfully, I was looking because I seen it coming. But yeah, um, it it probably missed me by only like 10, 15 feet. Wow. And smacked this wall, probably going 25, 30 miles an hour. Jeez. But it was just crazy. Something told me before he even veered off the street to watch right. out for that fucking vehicle. That's insane. Yeah, man. So yeah. I wasn't in an accident, but it could have been very. Wow. Yeah, and I was seven. Wow. That's crazy. My turn? Yeah. Okay, so me and my dad used to go to Blockbuster every Friday. Okay. Uh, I was drum captain in high school, and I have two brothers and one sister. Oh, wow. Uh, two brothers, one sister, drum captain in high school, blockbuster every Friday. Yep. Which one's the lie? With dad. Um, I'm going to have to say drum captain. You bitch. <laughs> you wrong, though. Oh. <laughs> I have one brother and two sisters. Yeah. Okay. Now that you say it like that, I definitely met your brother. And you told me about the other sister, but I've only met one. Okay. Yeah. Probably Jen. Yeah. Yep. 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 Round three. Okay. Uh, My first son has asthma. I got my first car at age 24. And uh, you know I got shot. Yeah. Figured you knew that. I wanted to use that, but you already knew that. So for those who are listening, yeah, I've been shot before. I'm gangster <laughs> like that. Took the eight that. No, I'm not gonna brag about that. That was fucking awful. But the bullet is still in me. I walk around with it every day. So I think I know that the bullet's still there. Okay. What were the other two? My first son has asthma. Uh, okay. And I got my first car at age 24. I'd say the car at 24 is the lie because i know you have asthma and i i don't know i just have a feeling he would too 24 is kind of late i mean i don't know the lie is my first son has asthma my second son has asthma ah you bastard not my first one but no i didn't get my first car until age 24 wow really yeah i never um actually i didn't get my driver's license until age like 22 Okay. Um, I just never got close to getting to a car. Right. So I was like, I'm broke. I'm not about to spend no money on this license or even this permit when I'm not even close to getting the car. That's true. So uh, I waited a long time on that. And then, yeah, my actually first car, which was actually given to me. And okay. which is crazy because we're going to talk about religion later. I was going to this church at the time. And this is guy we getting up hanging out with and stuff. And he's like, God put it on my heart to give you my car. This is wow. his only mode of transportation. Mind he you, gave you his only car. He gave me his only car, dude. No, he had no other form of transportation, no plans of getting in it. I asked him, like, "Do you just gonna give me? Like, what are you gonna do?" He was like, "I'll be all right." Um, he, Whoa. yeah, yeah, and it wasn't immediate, but within like two months of him telling me that, he actually yeah gave me the the title, took me to go get it registered. He did all that with me, and then literally, like, his friend came and picked him up, and they he they drove off, and my his car was sitting in my driveway. It's my car. Wow. Isn't that crazy? That's awesome, though. It is. It wow. is. Shout out to that guy. <laughs> yeah. And we'll talk about that a little bit more when we okay. talk about religion, you know, because I kind of want to talk about how I felt about that and why that might have happened. Okay. And, you know, it made me question things, you know, a lot. Uh, mm, with, you that know, definitely would. Yeah. Yeah. So, wow. Especially with that reasoning, too. Yeah. All right. So, 
I lost my virginity at 19. All right. I enjoy watching curling in the Olympics. And I can juggle. Curling in the Olympics. Um, uh, the, like on the ice. And they throw oh, the... Oh, okay. okay. And they got, a, they got the broom. Yeah. And shit. yeah. Okay. You enjoy watching that. You... I can juggle. Okay. And I lost my virginity at 19. Which one's the lie? Um, you losing your virginity is a lie. Why do you think it's a lie? Do you think it was earlier or later? Yeah, earlier. Well, that's rude. <laughs> what? Yeah, that is a lie. Uh, and you're right. <laughs> it was a little earlier, but we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> but yeah, you got it. All right, man. <laughs> I, I've never seen you juggle, but I, I can somehow I can picture you doing it. Yeah, I can juggle. <laughs> and the curling thing, I'm not surprised. I mean... <laughs> I don't know why, but I'm not like you. You are a sports fan in general. I, I you know, uh, I don't know why I like it though. To be fair, okay, okay. It's just, so I, I can just watch you. it. Yeah, every every time, no matter who it is, I'll watch. Wow, I'll wa- watch like Russia and Ukraine, like <laughs> or whatever. Is the Ukraine in Russia? I don't no, know. I don't know. I don't think so, but Good. I don't know. Then it's still stands. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay so round round four, four last one i was in a movie i went to a jay-z concert at age 16 and i can't swim so i know you can't swim okay fuck because we went to damn i forget where all we about went, that that yeah. was charles mill yep yeah yep I, I we didn't know till we got there. Right, we were like, "Why the fuck did you agree to come? Right. You can't swim." Right, like right. I don't know. Sounded fun. <laughs> <laughs> so you were in a movie, or I went to a Jay Z concert at sixteen. I gotta say, the Jay Z concert's a lie. Okay, yeah, is it? That's the so lie. So what movie were you in? Uh, it was actually an independent film. Okay. Uh, that a guy made, and I wish I could find it, but I was only five years old, and I'm in a, I'm in a, a very small scene in the movie. Okay. No, no significant role or anything. I was right. five, but uh, my dad's friend, he worked at a place called the Diner. It was obviously a restaurant, mm-hmm. and he had a friend that was into that. Like he made his producing, you know, made his own films and everything. I actually sold them, and uh, he needed me for a small part, and I was in it. And I really do wish I could find that movie, but it was called The Living. And I've Googled it. I've searched for it. My dad probably doesn't even talk to the guy that he worked with at the time no more. That was years ago, man. I was, hmm. Like I said, I was only five. But That's crazy, though. Yeah, man. Yeah. Damn. Fucking certified movie star. <laughs> there you go. All right. So, last one for me. So, I was in gymnastics as a kid. Oh, shit. I hate hand sanitizer. Oh, okay. And I was attacked by a raccoon when I was seven. <laughs> So the lie here, that's a pretty good, uh, that's a hard one. So you hate sanitizer, tied by a raccoon. And man. I was in gymnastics. Man. <laughs> <laughs> I promise only one of those is a lie. Wow, right. That's the hard part. <laughs> Fuck. Um, you hate hand sanitizer. It's true. Oh, yeah. wow. That's the truth. You couldn't have been in gymnastics, dude. 
I was in gymnastics. <laughs> I was. Wow. Well, so you okay? You didn't get attacked by a raccoon. I did not get attacked by a raccoon. Okay. Yeah. All right. But yeah, when I was a kid, I was in gymnastics and like I don't know why. I, man, like no, I never would have thought that against or nothing with man. my action figures and and stuff as a kid. I would always just kind of throw them up and make them flip. Okay. And do flips and like that's I enjoyed that. I still watch gymnastics and the Olympics and okay whenever it's on, but. This was, I mean, this was when I was like six or seven, maybe something like that. Okay, so fairly young, yeah. And I did it for a year and a half, and right. we're obviously little kids, right? Yeah. But me, like I said, I wanted to go flip, and I wanted to go do 720s and 10A, right. you know, like all this stuff, but I'm with other five, six-year-olds, uh-huh. and the only thing we really ended up learning after like a year was a cartwheel. Pretty much. Like, there was a couple other things, but it was basically how to use the equipment and how to get on, like, the pummel horse and kind of things like that. We weren't allowed to get on the rings during class, so I always stayed over Uh to get on the rings and kind of try to do stuff like that. Uh, Never really tried the uneven bars because I was a kid. You know, they don't have a kid's version of that. Yeah. But, yeah, man, I actually love gymnastics. You know, uh, growing up. One of my favorite things was skateboarding, which involves that. Uh-huh. Um, freestyle motocross, which involves that. And one of the things we did kind of to pass time was trampoline. And I always loved flipping hey, and stuff yeah. like that. Going to the pool. I, all, those I, all I did at the pool was flip and stuff off the diving board. That's all I did. I didn't even care about the high dive because I wanted to flip and stuff. Right, right. Yep. Oh, shit, yep. man. Fun yeah. fact. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Cool. So, actually, that, that brings us into our Action Stars topic because because of all that stuff. You know that thing that, like, Jackie Chan used to do when he'd get, like, hit and he'd fall on his back and he'd flip up to his feet? Yeah. I used yeah. to be able to do that. What? I swear. The only person that still knows that is Jerry. Okay. Because nobody else was around then, but, like... During all the middle school and before and all that, I could do that flip up thing, whatever you want to okay, right. whatever you want to call right, it. Right, right, right. Yeah, well, I used to practice man. all the time as okay. a kid to do all that stuff. That's wild, dude. Yep, I for real wanted to be in gymnastics <laughs> and still like it. I'm just fat okay. now. <laughs> but yeah, so next topic here: who's uh, who are some of your favorite movie stars um, as far as action flicks go? So, uh, when we decided to discuss this... It was like on like a day's notice. Yeah, and my movie game is really weak, and I realize that more and more and more. (laughs) Okay. It really is, but I do have a a list of people, and if you wouldn't consider them action... Ah, okay. I mean, uh, it's... I'll let you know. Yeah, I mean, so yeah, I'll go first. Okay. And no particular order. Like, this is not... This is my favorite ones, though. First person I thought of was for sure Denzel Washington, man. Oh shit! Okay, Denzel is a legend. Uh, he is so versatile. I've always respected his ability to play. It seems like he can do whatever role he can put his mind Denzel to. Denzel is like Morgan Freeman, though. Denzel plays Denzel. Denzel but, doesn't play roles. Denzel yeah. plays Denzel. Yeah, uh, he's <laughs> but amazing. he's a badass. For yes, sure. and you know he was a badass definitely in Training Day. Love that yep. movie and uh, Book of Eli. That's one of my favorite. Book of Eli was really good. Yes, better than I thought it would be. Really good, yeah. Yeah, uh, that's a good flick. Uh, Samuel L. is on my list. Okay. 
and you know Pulp Fiction. I don't know if you consider that an action film. I, I mean, I like guess action where you're scenes. From. Yeah. And uh, he was also in SWAT. You ever seen SWAT? I feel like I have, but okay. I, don't, I don't know. Uh, it's a movie about the SWAT team. <laughs> yeah, but it's a lot more than that. Yeah. I'll let you. I'll let you watch it. Anybody that's seen SWAT, let me know. It's a great flick. Okay, if you haven't seen it. It's one worth checking out. How could you not put Will Smith on the list? <laughs> okay, that I was looking Yours at. Are vastly different than mine. Yeah, but I like it. Uh, I am Legend. I am Legends. Great. Yes. Um, How do you feel about iRobot? That was my other movie okay. of his. It's probably in my top four or five Will Smith movies. Somebody at work last week said they hated iRobot. I almost, wow. I almost lost my job, man. I almost started <laughs> swinging. That is, yeah. Um, I would be interested in hearing why. I don't know if I've seen a movie more than iRobot. Really? For real. I th- that's probably my most yeah. watched movie ever. Yeah, it's it's a that's a good flick. Wicked uh, Wicked Wild Wild West. Yeah. <laughs> that's probably one of my favorite movies too I had to get that in there uh, I'm gonna have to go with Jet Li yep I love Unleashed that's probably mm-hmm. my favorite movie of his yep but uh is that the one where there's like multi-dimensions and there's no that's the one where he had the owner guy and every time he took the thing off his neck he went yeah bonkers yeah he just made you wanna fight from just okay. sitting there watching that movie yep and uh The Kiss of the Dragon I really that like that movie good. too. Yeah, and like I struggled to catch a fifth one. And hear uh, hear me on my reasoning for why I put him on my five favorite. Okay, I'm gonna have to go with Dwayne the Rock Johnson. <laughs> oh man! Now to be honest, I haven't really the only movie I haven't seen a, a a movie of his since it's been a long time. You ever heard of the movie Walking Tall? Yeah, I like that movie with him. Fast Five was probably the last rock film I watched. Yeah, uh, I would agree. But I don't know. I feel like a lot of his movies are like kind of the same. Like they kind of have the up. same, you know. Not to say he's a bad actor, but he, I, I think he could take on more versatile roles. But his time in WWFE, that's entertainment. That's action. Yeah. I don't care. Okay, that guy was I'll phenomenal. Give that I'll that give guy, that. he made me. He was my favorite wrestler for a little bit. Uh, he was definitely one of my draws to it. The Attitude Era, you know, and I was talking with my roommate earlier about this. Like, the kids was drawn to wrestling not because it was, it wasn't about the wrestling. It was about the badass characters. Yeah. Like, we it wanted, to be and wanted yeah, we wanted to be the, we wanted to be Stone Cold. We yep. wanted to be The Rock. Yep. You know what I mean? Uh, we wanted to be Triple H. Stone Cold and Goldberg were always oh, my Oh, my God, yeah. Yep. And it wasn't because, oh, they can do sweet moves in the ring. It was who these people were. They're as bad you know, Yeah. Yep. And, you know, we want to be tough and hard like that and beat yep. people up like that. <laughs> yep. And that kind of went away when they went public and, you know, tried to go all PG. Yeah, and then look which, what we turned into. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, and I was also telling my roommate, I don't know if you ever watched a whole lot of WWF. I'm going to call it that because that's what it was right. back then. World Wildlife Foundation. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yep. Fuck those guys. Right. Panda ass logo. I, if I'm Vince, uh, I would have fought that from like, dude, we have, no, I'm sorry. I would have took it. I probably would have lost. Yeah. But you gotta I gotta go down why they, Yeah, exactly. Uh, Rocky used to always do this thing where, and he would, it, what made it amazing is that he would get you with it every single week. Like you, you, he does it so much, yet you can't predict when he's gonna do it and it catches you off guard every single time. He'll have a dialogue. You know how somebody's usually standing in the ring. Somebody's on right. the ramp, or they're both in the ring. 
and they're talking to each other. A little stare down. Yeah. And the promos and shit. And Rock would always ask the other guy a question. And within two or three seconds, he'd be like, it doesn't matter what you think. <laughs> <laughs> and the crowd would go ballistic and would piss off the other guy so bad yep. because, you know, he does it all the time. But nobody was ever able to be like. They always walk into yeah. it. <laughs> and, you know, as you just following the conversation as a watcher. You know, and then when he hits you with that, it's like, oh, right. should have shown right. this little bitch. Right. <laughs> but, um, like I said, that's my, there's so many action stars out there. I feel like there's just so many people I haven't seen enough of that, that probably would have made my list. Yeah. I was just looking at people that have been in, like, uh, all they do is action movies. And it's like, I've never seen, it's kind of not a fair topic to discuss with me almost because. Okay. I don't have very many, but I'm very uh, interested in your list, sir. So, sure. mine, like I said, is way different than yours is. That's, that's, that's um, why we do this. I think we have one similarity. I think you said him. Well, okay. Maybe. I don't know if I'm just thinking of stuff. but So, my top five, once again, no particular order. I go with Arnold, man. Okay. Arnold's up there with Can't Terminator, you know, with Predator. Wrong. Predator is probably one of my favorite. I guess made up, not. I guess they're kind of villains, yeah. but not like you could definitely say made that. up character type thing. Yeah. I love predators; they're so badass. But yeah, that Terminator, uh, everything yeah. he's ever been in yeah. is super cheesy and great, <laughs> and I love it. Uh, next one, I honestly didn't think he was gonna make my list, but the more I think about it, he did. Fucking Sylvester Stallone. Okay. Yep, because right. I was thinking, obviously, probably the first thing you think of is Rocky. Always. Right. But I was like, I don't know if Rocky can make my list. But then you think of Rambo. Oh. He was also Rambo. Yes. So between both of those. Wow. I mean, you, yeah. You're Rocky and you're Rambo. Right. Like, yeah. you got to make the list. Yeah. You got to make the list. Tough to argue with that. Next one. uh I just kind of mentioned a minute ago, Jackie Chan. Okay. Um, not that he's the most badass dude, but like I said, I've always been into kind of gymnastics and actually my, my grandpa used to be a boxer. Okay. So we, we grew up kind of boxing each other and, you know, just kind of, I've always known how to punch and fight and stuff like that just cause yeah. that's how, how I grew up. But Jackie Chan was always one of my role models as a kid. He was always so nice to people. Didn't want to hurt anybody, but still fucked you up. Right. And he, like, flew through ladders and just off of everything. And there was kind of a gymnastics aspect to it. For sure, yeah. So, between both of those, I always loved Mr. And the fact that he always did his own stunts, no matter what they were, is amazing. Like, that's a thrill in itself, you know. Yeah, you'll watch, like, the bloopers, and he'll try to go through this fucking ladder. And you'll see him break like three yeah. fingers, and he's like, "Ah, oh, gotta right. do it again!" Right, he laughing just and just like, "I'm sorry, let's shoot it again." Yep, yep. That's 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 awesome. Yep. Next one. It's not even this this guy. It's not even his movies. In my opinion, were pretty terrible. <laughs> um, I, I might get uh, I might get some backlash for that, but the dude himself was just a badass. Like, you're talking about wrestling badasses. This is like a real-life badass to that as- aspect. You okay. ready? Yep. Jean-Claude Van Damme. Yeah. He would fuck people up in, in real, real life. life. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. That was cool. Yeah. But, yeah, <laughs> he would fuck you up. And, like I said, I don't really... 
even remember any of the movies specifically because yeah. they were all kind of blended together. Any action scene, though, you see him in where he's fighting, oh, dude. Man. He would fuck you people just up. Tell, like he's not to be fucked. Between with. him and Chuck Norris, that's kind of how, like, in my opinion, kicking people got cool. Right. Between right. Jean Claude and <laughs> fucking <laughs> Chuck Norris with his hey, dad right. jeans, like, right, yeah, yeah. So John Jean Claude, uh, growing up, once again, just not the best actor, <laughs> but loved his movies. And then the last one, I think you mentioned. I could be wrong. Bruce Lee. Did you mention Bruce Lee? No, I, I said Jet Li. Jet Li. Okay, yeah. okay. But yeah, Bruce Lee for me too. I mean, uh, I guess after, uh, what's that new movie with Brad Pitt and Leonardo DiCaprio? The Hollywood, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? Oh, I'm not familiar with that. Okay. It came out probably three months ago, six months okay. ago, something like that. I don't remember. Like I said, man, movie game was weak. But anyway, the reason I bring it up is because I guess... Bruce Lee was kind of portrayed in that movie in kind of a negative light and kind of like uh, people like kind of portrayed him as not really the badass that he was, but he got beat up in this movie and really? stuff. Okay. And I guess it was based on true events or something. And okay. I don't know. And now I'm hearing a lot about how Bruce Lee might not have been all this badass, but he was a great actor and okay. did a lot for martial arts, but it, he doesn't have many street fights and like gotcha you know so i don't know kind of the the background that i thought i did but and i haven't really researched that too much either but just growing up in general i always loved bruce lee that's probably my dad's favorite kind of action movie star Uh uh-huh he always just like you know like when we're when we're boxing, like I said, we shadow box all the time and slap box. Yeah, yeah. And he'd always be Bruce Lee. Like he wouldn't <laughs> say it, but he'd be Bruce Lee. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So Bruce Lee's definitely up there for me. But I firmly believe that my five can kick your five's ass. Yeah, I ain't arguing with you there. Denzel, <laughs> Samuel's old ass. Right. Will Smith's old ass. Yeah. And I Jet got, Lee will knock all of yours out, though. Jet one Lee, on one. One by one, he would. Arnold would kill Jet Lee. No. Stallone, you gotta catch Jet, Jet Lee could probably kill you gotta, Stallone. <laughs> you he gotta probably, catch Jet Lee. He could probably fuck up Jackie Chan. Jet Lee versus Jean Claude. Ooh. And then I, uh, you're probably. Jet's got two out of three. You're probably right, though. Jet Lee could probably beat up Bruce Lee. I have a feeling. Ooh. I have a feeling he could because he's more of like. Uh, I I feel like it's more practical fighting. Right. Bruce right. Lee was a little more, maybe scripted is what it kind of feels right, like. Right. Premeditated. I could, I could definitely see what. Yeah, you're saying there. So, yeah, all right, all right. You might you might have me on Jet Li, <laughs> but Jean Claude versus Jet Li. Uh, chime in, guys. Who you think would win, Jean Claude Van Damme or Jet Li? In their primes, we'll say in their yeah, primes. Yeah, sure. I'd pay to see that for sure. That'd be awesome. Oh my god, that'd be awesome. All right, man. So uh, we're gonna make a hard left turn here into our next topic, <laughs> and uh, that's gonna be of religion. This is gonna be, like I said, we're gonna keep it respectful. We're gonna be honest about our views and stuff like that. Not trying to hurt anybody's feelings or anything like that, but just you know maybe trying to. Give a little perspective on us and our thoughts and, you know, maybe some insights, whether you agree or disagree. I love having this debate. And it's not really a debate. It's just a discussion because I'm not trying to prove anybody wrong or anything like that. I just want to kind of know where you stand on it. 
you know, where I stand on it. And, you know, obviously, guys, if you're listening, feel free to chime in, send us messages with, with all that. But the reason I brought it up is because it was, I was listening to another podcast. I'm not going to lie. I kind of stole this from another podcast. But mm-hmm. the the host asked his guest kind of how he was introduced to religion growing up and how he feels about it now. So I'd like to get your opinion on that. What's kind of the first memories of religion or, you know, kind of something in that aspect? And how do you feel about it now? You know, anything that turned you on to it, turned you off of it? Really, any anything you want to discuss in, you know, as far as that aspect? For me, I'm going to have to take it all the way back to, I think, a lot of people, especially, you know, in the low-income area where I grew up at, you could definitely say there was always some sort of people that came around and was like, hey, mm-hmm. you know, uh, we had vans that came around, drove around our neighborhood for anybody, any kids wanting to go to church, okay. you know, spread the word, hey, you know, I'll be driving around this time, and then again at this time, mm-hmm. you know, and then the, they get to know the parents, like, well, hey, if you don't want to come, you know, have your kids come to church. But I, I hate using the word forced. But I felt like it was forced. It wasn't something that I actually wanted to do. I never really said that, hey, yeah, let's go to church. You know, if I ever did, I had other motive. I was there for something <laughs> else, not necessarily for the message. So did, of, you, did you go with, like, in these vans and stuff to the church? Yeah, or couple, you went, yeah sometimes. Okay. Sometimes. Um, they'd have food. They'd have, you know, like, <laughs> they hey, got dude, food, they got Steve in the van. I'm saying, yeah. You know, <laughs> I'm not going to turn down some hot dogs and chips and some right. cookies, you know. Ain't that the truth. All I got to listen to is this for an hour, and then I, okay, fine, you know. Yeah. And a lot of times it was just something to do, but... I want to take it from that to kind of when I the older I got, the more I wondered, you know, for me, I'm just go out and say it and then feed off of this. Okay. I believe that there is something greater than us out there. I believe. And even like an almighty being. Even if it's just one, you know, thing, I do not believe in Christianity, though. Meaning, like, I don't believe that there's a God and a Jesus that came to Earth right. and these Ten Commandments. And, you know, uh, not to say, I mean, because at the end of the day, I realize that nobody knows the truth. And the thing that, you know, I feel that people shouldn't do so much is try to force their opinion. You right. know, because a lot of Christians will say, like, hey, you know, well, the Bible says this and the Bible says that, you know, respectfully, like, I, I you, you're entitled to believe what you want to believe. Mm-hmm. However, you know, I feel like there's a lot of things that can be disputed about this book you speak of. Right. You know, and then um, I think the older I got, the more I just decided to think for myself mm-hmm. and take my own experiences and what I've been through. And yep. kind of form my own opinion of, you know, what I believe. And I think today I can say that, you know, I respect all religions. Uh, I did take a world religion course when I went to Ashland for in the one semester I did go, Ashland University. And a lot of it I forgot, but I think <laughs> at the end of it, I, I'm taking away, like, there's a lot of different ways that people worship this being that they can't mm-hmm. see or communicate with directly. You know, it's just people have their different ways of doing it if there is a god we all answer to the same one regardless yeah Yeah. so i think really it's kind of up to you how you choose to 
you know, what you choose to believe about, you know, what's what's after, you know, our time on this planet. So, so to you, there's some type of, in in some sense, some type of God-like figure. And, or... Yes, and I believe that because I can look at the the Earth and appreciate the beauty of it, the universe, mm-hmm. and like this is amazing. Just the right. fact that. I mean, look at this tree outside this window right here. Like, you know what I mean? How did that come to be? Like, I mean, yeah, it could be a a random uh, result of chance. I I will agree there's so much here that is supposedly, you know, by chance and random. And, like, if if the world was 10 more degrees, we would all fry or whatever, you know? Right, right, yeah. I, I can see I can see what you mean. It's it just seems to be this super delicate balance of say, things that can that had to happen for us to even talk right here like we are right, right now. There's there's almost too many outcomes that aren't this one. Right. Kind of reminds me of like Avengers when he said, uh, you know, I've seen however many outcomes, two billion or whatever he said, and he and they asked him, Well, how many did we win? And he said one. Right. Because there all these outcomes, all these different scenarios, and this is what we get. Mm-hmm. It is pretty amazing. For myself, uh, I've never really been a religious person. I I was kind of blessed, though, in the sense of how I grew up, because my mom was raised Christian, and she didn't necessarily like go to church as far as I remember and stuff, but mm-hmm. you know, kind of practiced the faith a little bit. And then my dad's actually an atheist. Oh, wow. And it was cool to see growing up because they never clashed about that. You know, everybody's got arguments, you know, all that kind of stuff. Every married couple or couple in general has some arguments. But that wasn't anything that ever stood between them. Um, I was always given the option growing up. Like, I specifically remember my dad saying, hey, I'll take you to church. He said, I'm not going to go in, but if you want to go, I'll take you and drop you off and I'll come pick you up and Mm -hmm. that's perfectly fine if you want to go. And I did a couple times, you know, my, my whole, my mom's whole side of the family is pretty religious. Uh, I'm pretty sure all of them are religious. Actually, I don't think there's really, there might be one or two that's not, but everybody's got crosses in their house or cross tattoos or necklaces or whatever. Mm -hmm. They're all very Christian. And like I said, on my dad's side, it's a lot of them are religious too, but like I said, they're in Florida. Some of them are in Chicago and stuff like that. So it was really my mom's side versus my dad kind of thing in that aspect. And I went a couple times. Um, I've actually been baptized Oh, because I didn't know what it was when I was, I would say probably 10 or 11. Uh, I was with my best friend at the time, Brian Byrne, uh, back in Lexington. This was, I mean, it had to be third grade, fourth grade, right around there, right? And I'm going with him every Sunday because we're really good friends. I always went to his house on Saturdays. He had an awesome house. You know, we played Nerf guns and all this stuff, <laughs> you know, and, you know, so, but the, the cost of doing that is every Sunday we'd wake up and go to church. And I went a couple times, and I specifically remember one time, you know, we were closing our eyes for a prayer or whatever, and the the pastor said, 
if anybody in here has not been baptized, please raise your hand. Uh-huh. And I didn't, because I didn't know what that meant. But Brian's next to me kind of nudging me. Like, hey, raise your hand. Raise yeah. your hand. I was like, oh, okay. So yeah. I raised my hand. I'm nine years old, All ten right. years old, whatever. Yeah. And I raised my hand. Didn't know what I was doing. Didn't really even, after he said, well, hey, let's baptize you, or whatever. Yeah. Never really understood what was going on. I, I didn't understand the concept of it. Right. Until actually... A year or two later, I was upset at him at the time because I was embarrassed. Right. But I didn't know what just happened, really. I don't know what denomination that was or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. Because I'm a little kid. So, that's a fun fact. This atheist has been baptized. But to me, man, I was was blessed, um, like I said, with growing up in that household. I had the option to... Like you said, think for myself. And I just always felt out of place when I was there. I still feel out of place if I ever go into a church for a wedding or whatever. I just, I don't know why, but Mm -hmm. I think it's the opposite of what other people feel when they go into church. People feel warm and, you know. Welcomed. Welcomed and all that. And I just, I feel very different very like i'm not a very anxiety ridden type person but when i go into a church i get anxiety really bad okay and i don't know why um and people can say that's jesus talking to you and he might be but it's just it's never anything that i wanted to consistently do it's nothing i could even as a kid really put all my eggs in that basket or anything like that i never really bought into what they were saying but I, I definitely understand the importance of it to a lot of people. And like you said, I mean, I have no issue with any any religion or any people that are religious or anything like that. I just never really never really got into it. Uh, it's just not not for me. <laughs> yeah, um, I can see a lot of what you said there. And back to my point, I wanted to talk a bit. Remember earlier I said I will come back to it in the religion segment. Right. Uh, about you know something in my brain something told me hey watch out for that vehicle mm-hmm. was that divine intervention right you know i've um i can't think of anything right now but i've had instances where you know i've i've had like something greater than me you know looked out for me what what that is i don't know i don't and sometimes i don't think i will know until you know i pass but uh you know like the time i got shot for example mm-hmm like where the bullet went in and went into my hip, they said an inch in either direction. I would have either bled out or been shitting and pissing through a bag. And like I said, it's still there. So they said the the trajectory that it went in at, it didn't hit any major arteries, mm. you know, didn't hit my bladder, uh, intestines, nothing. And it, it's in a spot where they can leave it there and it probably won't move. That's crazy. It was more risky to go in and try to remove the bullet than to leave it where it was at. Wow. What yeah, do you call I, that? I don't know. What I owe my life that. to something. Right. I owe my health, you know, to something. Right. And, you know, there's days where I feel like I should be trying to figure out what that is and, you know, be a little more appreciative of it. But I don't know what to, where to go with that because I feel, you know, like I said, it's just me thinking for myself mm-hmm. and for my own opinion about, you know, what happens and after this life because at the end of the day i think everybody in every religion they want to go to some sort of paradise right and that's what it's about it's about figuring out what they have to do with their life in order to do that see and that 
that right there has actually that little kind of snippet has always made me into me and and the reason i say that is because i've always been slightly jealous of people that are religious oh really <laughs> i i have i really have and it's because every sunday or wednesday or whenever they go to a church they're part of a community they believe in something great and they usually leave there feeling great and happy and confident that like you said they're going to go to heaven or whatever it might be yeah and i've always been jealous of that optimism because what what people don't realize when you're an atheist um especially as a kid because i realized pretty early on i mean early teens at least that i was an atheist i never really claimed it i always said i was agnostic saying i don't know i don't know but I knew where I was leaning, and that was just kind of the safe way to kind of right. more or less get me through high school right. and stuff. Avoid all the, right, yeah. avoid all the drama and the conflicts and all that kind of stuff. But, yeah, I've always been jealous of them because, to me, it it was difficult for me to find a meaning of why we're here. Think of being 12, 13 years old, going through puberty. That, all, that whole time sucks in general. Yes. But then thinking... Well, there's nothing else out there. What's the purpose of this life? Yeah. Right? What's the purpose of all this if there's no afterlife? And I'm not saying there's not, but to me, I never grasped onto that concept. So as a 12, 13-year-old kid, I'm like, well, why why am I being good? You know, if... To you know, in that aspect, if the only thing I'm worried about are laws and going to jail, right? Anything other that. than that, it's right. just on my own conscience, right? You know, it it doesn't matter at the end of the day. And I went through a little phase, I you know, nothing crazy or anything, but little rebellious teenager phase or mm-hmm. whatever. But the outcome after that is, I realized I have to be good for me. You know, my my parents raised me a certain way. And it's always been an internal struggle because there's no reason to be a good person in that aspect. That's what people think. And that's what I thought as a young kid as well. Well, what's the purpose? But now I realize it's, it's for me, you know, I'm, I'm a good person for me. Right. So that you can live with yourself. Right. (laughs) And once you come to that conclusion, kind of once you come full circle, and once again, in my eyes, kind of think there's no afterlife. There's no necessarily reason that we're here. Right. It's kind of a dark thought. But after you get past that, it's a really happy and bright thought. Because this is the only time I have. Right? Yeah. There's nothing else after this in my eyes. So it's actually a Ricky Gervais quote. I'm probably going to say it wrong, but he says something along the lines of everybody is always angry at an atheist or everybody always says an atheist thinks they have nothing to live for. Right. Right. He's like, that's not right. He said, we have nothing to die for. Right. So it's, it's not that we're okay with death and like whatever it's comes to a point where now I don't want to die because that is the end. Right. So how are you going to live each day like 
you don't want to die, right? right? So it's kind of a whole full circle kind of sobering time, and it took me a long, long time to get there, but it uh, it's a different perspective, and I don't know. I just always kind of came came to that conclusion on my own, which is good. I it was a natural thing. I never was forced either way. Right. Yeah. Any final thoughts on that? Uh, just to touch a bit on what you said about uh, being good for you and your mm-hmm. and your own, you know, personal sanity. I guess you know I get a lot of people at work that tell me, honestly, it's uncomfortable because a lot of times people are like, "You're a God fearing man, aren't you?" Or you know, right. you you believe, yeah, you're you're a saved Christian, aren't you? And honestly, a lot of times I just say, yeah, because I don't want to have that conversation at work. I don't want you to stop. You know how right. those people can be sometimes where yeah. they stop you for 30 minutes and they want to pray and right. all this stuff. Don't touch me. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, not to, you know, and may I, I feel even guilty doing that sometimes because I'm not being honest about how I feel and I shouldn't have to hide stuff like that. But you know right. how that goes. People always say afterwards, like, I can tell because, you know, you're very calm. You have this very calm sense about you. Or, you know, you could, you're, you know, you're a genuinely good person, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you just seem to have this sort of, and I'm like, why do I have to be a, a, a Christian to have morals? Yeah. To right. be a good dude. Like, right. you know, that kind of makes me, you know, uh, I don't want to say mad, but it's kind of like, it's, you know, like just because right. it, it make it seem like if you don't believe in, you know, a certain religion or something, you know, somebody's going to view you as a bad person. Right. And I firmly believe, I'm, I think I'm living proof that you can be a good person and not take on any sort of religion. For you sure. still want to help people. You can still want to, you know, make a positive impact in people's lives and, mm-hmm. you know, changing for the better. But you don't, that doesn't, you know, a lot of people hit me with, oh, you must be saved or you must be a Christian. I know you go to church often, you know, you just seem to have this, like, no, I don't. Right. I haven't been to church in years, you know, but right. I'm just, that's just who I am and I'm going to be who I am. You know, I don't need any sort of religion to keep me sort of like in check or right. to have, like you said, to have morals. So, and that that took me a long time to to find out. Like I said, I was struggling with it. I was like, why should I be a good person? Right. Like, what's the what's the point of right. being a good person? Yeah. If I can get away from it legally and it doesn't hurt myself internally, like yeah. mentally, fuck it, right? right? But then I started to realize it does affect me mentally when I start right. acting a certain way or being a little extra mean or. Right. Whatever trip somebody, you know, whatever right. it might be. Right. And I realized, like you said, it religion doesn't make you a good person. You know, it, it might help you have a better outlook, like a more positive outlook. But like I said, at the end of the day, I think I have that similar outlook as far as optimism and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I just had a completely different route to get there. And mine is much different than most people. And some people it might be very similar to. but. We both have great kind of attitudes towards life in general. Yeah, yeah. With vastly different religious points of view. Right. And there's nothing wrong with that. We can coexist. You know, we've all seen those bumper stickers, but <laughs> for real, we can coexist and it's going to be fine. And uh, yeah, I just always, I don't think we've ever had like a real in-depth conversation about religion and maybe how we got there and stuff. No, I man. You know, yeah. we've... We've known each other for six years, five, six years. 
Wow, yeah. Something like that? Yeah, man. And, uh, you know, I've, I've always liked your opinion on things, so I wanted to throw that in there and put it on the record so you can't take it back. And, <laughs> you know, just, just kind of get it out there. Uh, you know, like we always say, if you guys have any opinions on this or feedback or want to share your talking points or anything like that, feel free to hit us up. But, yeah, man, uh, I know you wanted to talk about procrastination a little bit. Yeah. So, earlier this week, you know, I've been really trying to focus my efforts on getting more done in the day. And what that means exactly. How do I go about doing that? And then, uh, a lot of it is making sacrifices. You know, sacrificing an hour of sleep. Sacrificing, you know, maybe playing that game of 2K. Sacrificing, you know, um, that time you want to spend with somebody you haven't spent the time with in a while. But then I also notice myself when I don't have any of those things to do or not feeling obligated to handle anything. And there's things that I have or there's goals that I want to achieve and I'm just laying around. Right. And I just lay there. Yep. I just lay there. And I'm like, well, yesterday I couldn't wait to have some free time so I could practice doing this or do that. And you don't do it. Yeah. And then I'm laying there like, well, dude, this is the perfect fucking opportunity. Why are you just laying here? Why don't you have that? Oh shit! I could get up and uh, right. You know what I, I mean. I get so much done. Yeah. So I want to talk a little bit about some of the things that you know you may use to our listeners. Some of the things that you uh, may use to help uh, combat that a little bit. Uh, I did do a little bit of research on it. A lot of um, things talked about how you need to recognize why you procrastinate on it. Like get to the root cause of it. Is it because you find it boring? Right, you don't want to do it. Yes, yeah. is it because it's going to take a long time? Is it because it's something new and you just, like you said, it's like you're just uncomfortable with it? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I think I've been trying to find ways to get to the root cause of why I'm not doing something mm-hmm. and just like counteracting that with a positive thought. Yeah. So like, for example, yesterday, uh, I've been trying to learn piano. I bought this $400 piano, keyboard thing, whatever you want to call it. Uh, back in February, and you know, was super dumb, eager to get it. Couldn't wait to get that tax money so I can mm-hmm. buy it. And a lot of times, I'm laying on my bed and I'll just look at it. You know, why right. is that? You know what I mean? Uh, and I think a lot of it is like the actual have to get up and you know sit and like okay, you know, actually trying to learn something. You gotta you, go through the struggle. Yeah, <laughs> nobody wants to do that, right? You know, and I think a lot of it. A lot of the things that we do, we don't really, it, it's not that bad once we start doing it. And it's remembering right. that. Yep. You know, the hardest part is actually starting. Like, once you get into the groove of it, you're having fun. You know what I mean? You remember the reasons, oh, yeah, I like to do this because of this. And mm-hmm. I like to do this because of that. And not necessarily with just your, like, your hobbies and things that you want to learn. Like, actual, like, chores. Right. Your house is dirty. Like, you know what I mean? And you know it's got to get cleaned. What do you use? To help you jolt yourself into doing that, you know, outside of like, oh shit, my so and so is coming over. I better clean my right. house up. Right. If nobody's coming over for a year, what what do you use yeah. to kind of you know get up and do the things you you need to do, whether you want to do them or not? So as far as actually like the to to add on to the piano thing, I'm pretty sure you knew this. I used to play guitar. Played guitar yeah. for probably five or six years. Okay. Um, then moved on to drums. But every 
I'd say a year and a half every two years, I'll go on Facebook and buy another guitar. Okay. And I'll I'll bring it home and I'll play it and I'm like, this is awesome. I miss it. Yeah. And I'll play it for about two days. <laughs> and then it just sits there. Yeah. It just does. And it's it's halfway half of the reason is because I'm not as good as I used to be. Uh huh. And playing it reminds me of that. Okay. But okay. You have to play it to get better. Right, right. So I feel you on that. As far as what I use to kind of motivate myself to get get something done, I mean, I I know myself and I have to reward myself. Okay. So I'll say, you know, hey, if if you clean this room, then, you know, you can take the motorcycle out later. Okay. But I won't let myself take the motorcycle out if I didn't clean the room. Okay. I've also realized, as far as why I procrastinate, is because I like the challenge if there's a deadline. So, it's kind of another game I play, too. Like, uh, it it was Saturday. It was just me and Harper. Mm -hmm. Jessica was at work. And... I just wanted to go to the gas station. I wanted to to see her, kind of surprise her at work with Mm -hmm. Harper, get a couple Red Bull, and then come home before the Ohio State game. Okay. Right? Ohio State game starts at noon. Guess what time I left, or we left, to go get Red Bull? 11.52. Not quite that far, (laughs) but yeah, it was like 11.30. Okay. it's, It's like, okay, well, now I have just enough time to... Get there and back, get what I need done, and come back in perfect time for the game. I don't know if you've noticed this, but I've always enjoyed timing. Um, I've always liked yeah. to, I've always liked to time things out perfectly. I don't know why, I just always have. And <laughs> when I have a deadline like that, okay, I got to do this, this, and this, and then I got to be back by noon. Somehow, and I think you've noticed somehow. I leave at the perfect time to get home right at the perfect time. Yeah. Don't know how. (laughs) And it's not something I'm necessarily conscious of. You Uh know, like, it's nothing I'm like, okay, well, I need to leave at 1142, and I'll get there at 1146. It'll take five minutes to get my Red Bull and talk a minute, and then I got to get Harper in the the car seat again that's another two minutes mm-hmm. and then it's another four minutes back home and that'll take us right to noon by the time we get upstairs like i don't think that <laughs> that detailed but somehow my brain kind of knows that right. and knows when to leave and i don't know just as far as like tips and tricks that i use is i give myself a deadline like you know hey i want to get this room cleaned before jess gets home Right, mm-hmm. she gets off at two thirty. She's gonna be home at two forty-five. I need to start cleaning by one thirty. Mm-hmm. Right, because I'm gonna go slow. I'm gonna procrastinate a little bit while right. I'm doing it. <laughs> but as far as like tricks to kind of make myself do stuff, like I said, I just gotta play games with myself. I uh, it's very difficult for me to just say, "Hey, let's clean this room." It's Hey, let's clean this room, and then you can do this. Or it's hey, let's clean this room before one o'clock. Those are my those are my things. I gotta reward myself somehow, even if it's something small, or I have to have a deadline 
and kind of challenge myself to get everything done before that deadline. Okay. So the reward thing, that's a lot of thing that's a lot of people use that. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't work for me. Really? I've I've never known why. Like I've I've intentionally been like, well, you know, hey, get up and do this for an hour. Just for an hour. Or get up and go to the gym. You don't want to go to the gym today. Right. But get up, go do it, and after you're done, you get to have pizza tonight. Right. So I'll get up and I'll do it and I'll get home and I'll have my pizza. But I won't you won't it's not think of like, it as a reward. Exactly. It's not it's like, well, okay. We did it. Yeah. <laughs> Woo. Right. right. And then the next day I don't feel I'm not, not I don't I guess it's a positive that I don't feel worse. But it doesn't do anything for Yeah, you. but it doesn't make me feel it doesn't give me that drive to keep going. Right. So and I know that's a huge thing you would think like some sort of reward with you know now, here's the thing though. Let's say you told me, hey, you get your ass up and go to the gym for three hours today. I'll buy you a pizza. That will motivate me way more than me telling myself I would buy myself a pizza. Is it the money or is it is it that somebody else has given you a reward or is it the, the cash value or is it I just the satisfaction? Um, I have to get back because I don't, I mean, thinking about it right now. Now, okay, so what about this? So what if I said, hey, you got to go to the gym for three hours, and if you do that, I'll clean the apartment. Oh, yeah, I'm on that. But there's no cash value in that. So it's about the reward then. Yeah. But I can't reward myself. It won't work. Hmm. I don't feel, I would feel a lot more motivated to do it if you said it. Right. But if I gave it to myself, it's kind of like eh. so. You need a you need an ROI. You need a return on investment. You need yeah. you need something. Um, I guess you can put it that way. Something in return from not yourself. But why? Yeah. Why do you think I have to? Because um, I don't think just from me knowing you and and stuff. It's not for validation. No, it's not anything like that. No. So why is it? That somebody else needs to reward you. Uh, that's I don't know. I can't answer that right here. That's something I have to think about for a little huh. bit because that's a great point. You know, I can do the exact. I don't know. That's uh, I'm gonna have to think about it, and I'll answer that next week. How about cool. that? Okay, we'll answer we'll that next back. week. We'll yeah. And anybody listening, if you got some feedback on you know what I just said and why that don't make no fucking sense, <laughs> let me know. No, please. I mean it. But yeah, that's but the you, thing. You is, what I'm saying, like, it doesn't. It makes sense, and it makes sense. Because that's the reality for a lot of people, and partially myself too, but why? That's the part yeah. that doesn't make sense. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, we'll, we'll give it a week, we'll think on it, and yeah. we'll run it back. Alright. Last thing here, we got two fan questions. Uh, we're going to try to do these a little quick. The episode's running pretty long, but, oh well, uh, great conversation so far. Uh, first one here is from another Adam. Actually, he submitted this. Where do you think Prince rates all time as a musician? He said, I believe he's on the Mount Rushmore of all time. His guitar mastery is very underrated. Uh, let me know what you think. So, do you want to start or do you want me to start? I'll start. Honestly, I don't have a... First of all, what genre would you consider? Pop? His music? I think you would have to, I guess. Yeah, he's got... Man, I'm going to get murdered for this. Maybe Soul? I don't know. I can't think of one Prince song. Purple Rain. That's all I know, though. Okay. I'm with you. 
I can't think of one Prince song that you could play right now and I'd be like, oh shit, and I'll start yeah. nodding my head to it. Right. I know Prince songs. My parents were huge fans of it, um, him and you know his work. But me personally, I've never personally been moved. But to answer your question, you know, I know he's very you know revered as a musician, and you know, but I honestly can't even speak on the subject. I would just have to take the the, the claim at face value because I don't see anybody saying like, oh no, he was garbage or trash or, right. you know, but personally his type of music is not something that I will seek out. And, you know, maybe like I said, I'll probably get murdered for that. Like what the hell are you talking about? But it is what it is, man. Hey, if you're getting murdered, we're both getting murdered. <laughs> All right. Cause I, I mean, I'm with you. I mean, for me, like I said, I grew up playing guitar from, you know, like, eight to 13 years old give or take a little bit played guitar all through there um more focused on like metallica and Jimi hendrix and uh-huh. kind of stuff like that but i never i never really gave prince many spins either my my mom liked share and okay. kind of things like that share and i don't even uh janis joplin was huge okay. with her um you know people like that and my dad liked Black Sabbath and Iron Maiden and, you know, Ozzy and a uh, little bit of ACDC kind of things like that. You know, Led Zeppelin. He also liked uh, Barry Manilow. <laughs> okay. But uh, some some Neil Young, you know, stuff like that. So Prince was never really in my house. Like, my mom liked Prince, but my mom never really listened to music all that much. It was me and dad listening to music the majority of the time. So, I would, like you said, I mean, I would probably put him on the all-time list just out of respect. Uh, Yeah, and the acclaim that, you know, you hear. And he's, you know, he's kind of like the Elton John, the, the Michael Jackson of that world that he... That he, uh, you know, came from. And just a huge megastar that neither of us, unfortunately, know too much about. So, I, I don't think I would say I would put him on the Mount Rushmore. But that's just me because we have different tastes. But as far as skill level, I can see why people would put him there for sure. Yeah, sorry, man. I, I wish we had a, a little more <laughs> a little more research. Uh, but, but we trust you. <laughs> and thanks for the question, yes. regardless, man. Uh, last one here is from Courtney. Now, this one's going to be interesting. <laughs> All right. Um, once again, going to try to keep it somewhat short. But she said, if women could only conceive during an orgasm, how many people would be in the world? <sighs> so I'll start on this one because I think it could go either way. Okay. Because mathematically. Okay. okay. All right. <laughs> so, for conception, people say generally one or two days a month, right? Give yep. or take, something like that. Yeah. How many times can a woman orgasm in a month? A As lot. Times they want to. A yeah. lot, right? Yeah. So, mathematically, you're more likely to get pregnant when you orgasm in, the, right. in that aspect because there's way more of them. Yeah. But at the same time women would be very limited on who they would let give them an orgasm. Yeah. So, either way, I think it would kind of cancel each other out because there's going to be those those women that 
have a ton during the month, and yeah. then there's going to be those women that hold off to make sure they're not getting pregnant and make sure yeah. you're worthy and, you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah. So that's what I was saying earlier. It could kind of go either way because there could be <sighs> way more people or they could it could be, you know, severely less people, a surplus of everything. We would not have to worry about anything. There'd be no traffic. Like, it could yeah. go both ways. Yeah. If I had to, the, to choose one side, I would say there would be less people. Okay. Uh, I feel like not a woman. <laughs> you know. Clearly. And, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, I think I think there's some questions, too, I would have. Okay. So, like, does it does it have to... Now I did I did ask was it every orgasm or okay. dur- only during orgasm? And okay. She did clarify that it is only, so it's not every orgasm. Okay, but it can only happen if they orgasm. I've said orgasm like twenty times. Yeah, if I had to pick a side, um, I'm gonna say less people. Less, okay. yeah. You you think they'd be more picky? <sighs> Yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. I think it would kind of even out. Uh, yeah, because they always say women has a, have the same sex drive as men and stuff, and I believe them, but I think it would even out at the end. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Yeah. I can, but like I said, if I had to pick one side of it, I would probably go with less. But all right, <laughs> yeah, we'll leave it at that. All right, guys. Uh, well, thank you for tuning in to episode six. As always, give us a follow, give us a share, subscribe. Please. I'm begging you. Um, recently, actually, I did just upload the last three episodes to YouTube. We've had some software issues the last couple weeks, but we're all set now. And all the episodes will be back on YouTube every week, just like before. Um, so they're all on YouTube. Make sure you subscribe. On Instagram, we are at Average AF Podcast. On Twitter, we're at Average AF Pod. Uh, And then find us on Facebook as well. Send us uh, DMs with fan questions and all that kind of stuff. Any feedback, we appreciate it all. But yeah, thanks guys for tuning in. And uh, have a good night. And we are...